Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back-to-school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back-to-school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. This is One-on-One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One-on-One with Jasper Cole. All right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are coming live to you from Temple Bay Studios right here in Holly Weird, California. Yeah. Well, everyone, let me first of all tell you, please go and follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter is one-on-one J. Cole. Facebook, one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Personally, it's Jasper Cole Says, and then there's a website, jaspercole.com, or you can just fly a pigeon over my house or something, drop a message. Anyway, um, I want to give a shout-out to my producer extraordinaire who is rejoining us today, Mr. Dominic Friesen. Good morning. Um, welcome back, buddy. Thank you. How's your new heart valve? <laughs> My new heart valve. <laughs> uh, it's it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Dominic's been on quite a quite a medical journey, and he had a, a major procedure, but he you would never know it. He's like back and ready ready to go. So eight weeks in the hospital. Eight weeks in the hospital. The new heart valve. Gray wow. Gardens number two. <laughs> He, he he may have a book coming out one day about this because it should have been a reality show, right? In the yeah. trenches. Well, I, it definitely opened my eyes to how broken our healthcare system is. Mm-hmm. Um, all the shit that I saw and experienced myself, actually. So. Right. It was quite a journey, but what we should do, we'll do a whole show on that one day. Okay. But enough about us. Let's get to our very special guest today. We're really happy to welcome a stand-up comedian, an actor, a writer, a producer. I don't know what else he does. Entrepreneur, lots to come. Please welcome Emmy nominee, Mr. Yes. Mikey Winfield. All In right. The building. Woo-hoo. Thank you very much. What hey, a buddy. day. What a day. How are, How you? are you? Oh, man. Terrific. I'm coming welcome. off of God, you got a good thing. voice. Hey, you I'm glad. Great, you got a radio voice. You know what? I met a voiceover guy last night, and um, we were just talking, and he was like bringing up, well, I brought up a project, and he's like, How do you know about this? And I'm like, Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I should <laughs> like, know about it. I shouldn't have said something. Yeah, right. And then he, I bring up the project, and he's like, "That's not even released yet." And then <laughs> wow. he's like, "What character?" And I name the character, and he's like, wow. "Wow!" And then he pulls out his phone, and he shows me the visual picture of the character so like that an I rehearsed for. It's an thing? animated show, and I'm like, "Hey, that's man. where the money is. Yeah, that's where I, the bucks." 
And I told him, I'm like, yeah, man, let's, uh, and we had a great time together. It was just like us meeting randomly in a drink line. But let's say you were at the daytime Emmys. That's yes. where you were yes, as a nominee for uh, Conversations in L.A. He plays Jeremy. And I was telling him earlier, I got to see the, uh, I was on the voting committee, so I got to see all the tapes. And they actually make you watch them. You can't turn your, you know, you have to watch the scenes. You can't just like yeah. pretend you watch them. <laughs> right. But you have an amazing part on there. So tell everyone, how did that come to you? How did that part of Jeremy happen? Right. So, you know, I've been auditioning a bunch for years, you know, and this particular audition, I was in Norfolk, Nebraska, I remember. And um, they sent wow. me this audition. They were like, okay, but you have to make it by a certain time. And Norfolk, Nebraska doesn't have any transportation to get out of town. So they Oh, you had to, they wanted you to fly back? I had to fly back. Not a self-tape? Not a self-tape for this one. It was, wow. or, or was it that I literally was going to do on, it? just going to do it. You had to shoot it, probably. Yeah, so I had to get back, and um, I managed somehow to end up on someone's shuttle, <laughs> and I'm on the shuttle for two hours so we can get back to, I believe it was Omaha. Damn. And we fly out of Omaha early enough to make it to the either the beginning of taping or rehearsals, and um, I loved the character. The character was so loose. It was so Mikey Winfield. I could literally just go in there and just create within it. So uh -huh. anytime I see a, a scene and I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah, can kill this. You could kill this. Then I'm happy about it initially. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I get it. But yeah. when I see that, I'm like, oh, something so special you, is going to happen. So are you coming back for the new season? Yeah, yeah. So there's a role written for me that I actually haven't not even seen the content yet because they haven't got to the episode. But it'd be nice to see it. And uh, I'm scheduled to um, see it at some point. <laughs> But and you'll be playing a different part? No, playing, I'll be, I'll be Jeremy, Jeremy again. Yeah. yeah, it's such a profound character. It got, like, crazy, you know, people reached out to me, so it, <laughs> it was received well. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about what I can do. And, and I always wondered, though, you know, like, we had a very explosive emotional scene. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Do, how do you follow that? And where can, just before, where can people see that right now? Is it streaming? Does it continue? Is there a place to look at? Yeah, it's on um, Amazon. On Amazon. Yes, Everyone on, check it out because right. you'll see what we're talking about. I think it's also on iTunes, and it may also be on conversationsinla.com. Oh, they have their own page. That makes sense. Yeah, right. check it out because right. it's, it's a great, great scene. Right. So um, let's Thank talk you. about <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Sacramento. Yeah. So what did you think of Lady Bird? the movie you know man where was your part in that here's the thing man <laughs> I, I mean no i enjoyed it and i tried yeah. to find ways to relate it was just an angle of like where i had to find somewhere in it to relate to it right, I know. but what i was more proud of is that sacramento is becoming and i will not call it a mecca at all but a place a resource where people are taking seriously that they'll record movies and and Film stuff. Film stuff, you know? So I'm like, yeah. yes, of course. And then we had Traffic. Traffic right. also was just recorded in, like, Northern Cali near Sacramento, you know, Tahoe area. So I'm like, yes, Sacramento. It's, it's, it's a town, and there's good scenery. Well, it's the capital. It is. No, I don't think a lot of people even 
oh, realize man. that. They I know, think the y- capital must be L.A. or something. For years. For years, that's been a thing. Yeah. yeah. Sacramento, it's a nice, cozy, slow-moving town sure, with is, big that, is that where you got the, quote, Hollywood itch? Is that where you wanted to start doing comedy? Or how did all this Hollywood aspiration start for you? You're right. You're right. I think... The itch started, you know, you're hanging out with the buddies, you're hanging out, you're going places, and you think you're funny, you know? And I'm in college at the time, and I'm taking a speech class. And speech class was my door opener. I'm in speech class. I loved it. I like. I never felt this feeling of being in front of people before, and I'm like, I like that. And when you say speech class, what what was that? Okay, so like, that's the requirement for the English degree. Okay. So it's literally speech 101. Gotcha. How to deliver speeches. Oratory. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Literally giving speeches. Yes. Which is performing. Yes, it is. Right. So. Which I didn't know at the time. I just took it as a requirement. But right. once I'm in class and I'm like, hey, I like this. And you're in you front know? of people. Yeah, and they, you have all their attention. They're all looking you at you. They're funny. dialed in. You probably started throwing in some funny... You know, back then, that wasn't my goal. I was literally trying to deliver a solid speech. But then I laughed. find people laughing, right? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that wasn't re- funny. They're really intrigued. I'm re- I really thought that, too. Like, no, that wasn't supposed to be funny. What's going on See, here? that's a natural thing. Hey, but that's what you don't know in the beginning. And other people are like, yo, there's something you should... Try this, pursue this. Act, yeah, pursue it really. And then I ended up in some comedy club in Sacramento. And uh, had, had you were there stand up comedians that you liked? Or oh, yeah, there were guys work? that I loved. I remember just loving Martin Lawrence. He was like, Oh man, with this. I couldn't believe when I saw guys like him in front of audiences just owning, just crowds. killing it, and they made a living at it. And that's when it became the reality is like, guys really do this for a living? Right. Like, I don't have to be a teacher, which I was going, I was in school to like get my English degree. And like, what ended up happening if you're an English degree? You teach something, you know. Or you work at Starbucks. Yeah, right. (laughs) Or you pursue acting. Yeah. (laughs) Then you get arrested there. But anyway. Right. So. So that, well, and then do you remember your first paying, like getting paid to do comedy? I don't care if it's $10. No, nah, I actually think it was 50 Ooh. and I had to drive about six to eight hours to Oregon. So they went to oh gas. They went yeah. to $50. Right. They went 50 went up to Oregon, and w- most exciting time of my life at the time. See? Like, I don't care how far it is. Someone's giving me money mm-hmm. to tell some jokes that I wrote in some hotel room <laughs> or just some bathroom somewhere, you know, or working at the store. No feeling like it. See, and that's the thing. You you don't want to ever lose that passion. And yeah. it's probably just grown, right? The passion's important, yeah. you know, and the passion now is just like you always chasing that next joke. Yeah. Like I'm an artist like that where I write daily. It's like part of my, my routine and I'm like, okay, let's get the next joke. Do you do you handwrite it? I'm a pen and pad guy. Index so, cards, just paper, whatever. Yeah, I, I have books. Yeah. I buy these books from certain like bookstores and they're like journals and I'm into the graphic of a nice-looking journal. I love that. Yeah. Do, do, Joan Rivers, there was a documentary about her that was out mm-hmm. a few years ago, and it showed she had these old-school like index card catalogs. Like She had all her jokes from like 50 years ago yeah. written out and mm-hmm. then cataloged, and she still would pull them out, and they were dated, and she'd scratch through and say Letterman, killed on Letterman, which, speaking of, Letterman, right. tell everyone about your right. experience on... Let, with Letterman. I will. And you know what? That makes sense with Joan Rivers because she had jokes. Right. So she had ba-doom-booms and a lot of killer those. So Set I up. can see 
how she would use the index cards like that. It makes so but much yours sense. But your comedy is more observational. Very observational, say, yeah. personal, and, and Letterman, amazing experience. Yeah, I was one of, you know, I was in the last couple years of Letterman being on, you know, his network or, yeah. or the network, you know, and um, great experience. You Were know? you a fan of his? I yeah. Mean, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was. And what I always knew that he started as a stand-up. I knew that he was highly respected amongst the comedy community, and it was great that I was one of the few that were able to do it because it did have a level of prestige. Oh, Not yeah. many got to step on Letterman stage. So how did you? How were you seen to get? The, how did, how did that come about? So I, I opened for the Booker early in my comedy career. It was like '07, I want to say, and we never spoke about Letterman. We just worked together. You know, it was at a weekend at the San Francisco Punchline. I'm opening. Great weekend. Boom. Then I want to say about three, four years later, we bump into each other in a hotel lobby in Atlanta. Wow. It was a college conference, and we just bump into each other. He's like, hey, you want to do my seminar? I was like, sure. Um, I didn't have to pay. I show up to the <laughs> seminar. You know, I listen and I like learn Tony a couple Robbins, things. It was great. Paying, yeah. Right. And then I perform a set. That night, because they're allowing everyone to just do a set, and he's, you know, taking notes. And then the next morning, he just calls me, and he's like, I have a spot for you on Letterman. I'm like, wow. That's like, amazing. in a day. It's just unheard of. And when did you amazing. have quickly, like a few days later? No. Oh, it was... took months. Oh, Because okay. you have to create the set that oh, okay. works. But not only that, I got bumped like three times. And I tried <laughs> to remember everyone I got bumped by, and I, I couldn't remember. I ended up being on the episode with Billy Bob Thornton, but I was bumped a few times. And so, so people understand that means you're there. Oh yeah, you're in the means, green room. Yes. you're waiting, and right. they go long. But but that's common though. That's uh, very common for other stand-up yeah. comedians. Yeah, yeah. right. Because we're the last performer on the episode, mm-hmm. so sometimes you're right. The, yeah. the other guests Billy will go Bob long. probably went long-winded. Or, and, oh, I don't know. It happened, but it was great too because I met. In the green room, I, I remember I met Steve Martin. Oh, my God. You know, I was like, oh, man, like, look at this. I got your book. This is crazy. You know. Was this before or after you did The Office? So, man, these things went hand in hand. So this was right before The Office. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, what I was wondering. Did do did that have anything to do with The Office? It or did. that was just an audition? You know what? That, uh, The Office was an audition. Yeah. And it was a great audition. Like, there's few of them when you leave and you're like, that felt good. Allison Jones? Yes. 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 And I was in Sacramento at the time when I got that audition. And my manager at the time was like, hey, man, I don't know if you're interested, but I got got your little audition for this show. You know, I don't know if you heard of this thing called The Office. Mm. I'm like, stop playing, man. Right? (laughs) So the audition was the next morning at 11. And I was beginning to book a flight, and I was like, man, forget it. I left at like 8 p.m. I just drove Drove. to L.A., and I slept out front of Allison Jones casting in my car. (laughs) Wow. Until, you know, and and I worked on it. And I worked on the audition that night, you know, and driving up and in the morning. And I don't know, maybe it's what I needed to Mm -hmm. have a successful audition. Maybe I needed some real weird circumstances. Killing homeless for the night. Yeah, yeah, really. Not all pressure, you know, just laid back. Yeah, something about it. So you felt good when you when you went in for I that? I did. Yeah. I did. And was I, it on tape for producers, or did you have to do another? On tape for producers. So it was just cast off tape. Yeah, yeah. just cast off tape in the room, and uh, it was a great audition. And what was great too is when I got on set for The Office, so many people complimented me <laughs> on the tape. They were like, "Man, we loved your they audition." I'm like, "Really?" 
Yeah. Like, I knew it felt good, but it always feels good to hear it. That doesn't well, change. You know that they actually, people are watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And loving it. I love and it. it right. people, I don't think a lot of actors understand how competitive, how hard it is, one, to even get the audition. Oh, man. And then to make the tape, because you know, they put, like, 10 people on tape, and sometimes the producers really only say, send me your top five. Yeah. So a lot of times we don't even, they, our tape doesn't even get in front of the producers. Right. So we have to remember that sometimes. Man, you you had me interested, because you're right. Those two went hand in hand. It was like I got Letterman, and then I did The Office almost immediately afterwards. So, I mean, things are happening now. I'm working, you know? Oh, yeah. But do I need to do another late night? <laughs> do I? Do well, I there's need to some consider gr- all these great yeah. late night shows right now. I haven't even pursued late night. I mean, are they are they showcasing comedians as much now on late night? You know, it was it used to be like it was a thing on a, every show almost, or at least once a week. It was mostly Leno and Letterman. Yeah, um, I do see Fallon occasionally. Fallon occasionally. Fallon will occasionally. I know Conan have, has some guys Conan too. Has, Conan. Okay. Conan has Kimmel, a regular I don't, spot. I don't know if I've Alex. ever seen anyone on Kimmel. Yeah, but, but then again, I don't Seth watch Meyer. it every night. Kimmel is more music. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. But yeah. So yeah. So interesting. T- that now before I forget, tell everyone. You'd be what, great on on Carson Daly. Carson Daly. Yeah. Yeah. On Last Call. Last, Last call. call. Right. Where Where can people find you on social media? Oh man. Right. Well, MikeWinfield dot com. That's W I N Field. Uh, MikeWinfield.com will get you directly to all the social media. And so everything. Right. So Instagram, Mikey Winfield, Twitter, which I do the most probably, Mikey Winfield, Facebook, it gets you all to that. Okay. And, I want to right. get that out there before. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So thank tell you. us about your upcoming movie with Kiki Palmer, Pimp. I oh, love Kiki Palmer. It looks really way. good. She's and by the amazing. way, did you see her post where she's shading Janet, Janet Jackson? Oh, no. no I What's she shading her? Yeah, they're pissed. All of Janet's fans came after her. Um, you have to see it. It's on, I think, her Instagram. She did Recently? This, like, last night. No, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, Kiki. Kiki's amazing. Yeah, Kiki's a talent. She's a talent for years. And uh, it's fun because this project is called, it's called Pimp. It's starring Kiki Palmer, and it's about lesbian pimping mm-hmm. in a very Ooh. dark story with the rapper DMX also. Mm-hmm. He's a, um, he- a major character and you know... Was he present? Yes. Yeah. And he was amazing in it. It almost seemed, you know, when you see a character and you're like, yo, like, did you really do this? (laughs) (laughs) His character was very real. (laughs) And... Um, Because he's had some rough times. Yeah, he's had some issues and maybe that that put him in place (laughs) for that. That's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, bless his heart. Yeah. But anyway, so... Oh, so so she... Um, just stunning in it. Just so the, she's the the pimp. She's the pimp. So it's of a character we haven't seen, right? But wow. she doesn't necessarily. She's working on growing her brand, and she's doing this because she learned it from her dad, and she just wasn't the typical girl, and this and that, and yeah. And, um, and who and who are who are you? And I play her one of her best homies. Okay, so I'm one of her buddies that line stuff up and get things together. And as dark as the subject is and the movie is, I was one of the lighter parts in the movie. Right. You know, and I was able to you know crack a joke or say something funny or just be a, like a lighter presence. Right. In it. So it's not all. So yeah. So dark. it's not all. But what I love about it because I was able to view it probably a year ago was there's so many different emotions. Wow. Like, this movie leaves you feeling so many different ways, and there's a few movies like that. Who directed it? 
Christine Krokos. Okay. Another right. strong female. Yeah. Didn't Lee Daniels just come on? So Lee Daniels, yes, he just signed on as a producer. And, oh, man, his presence alone is bringing so oh, many man. new eyes to it. So it was at, I want to say a week ago, this movie debuted in Tribeca. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did right. you go? Oh, man, I, I couldn't. That's all I right. I couldn't, right. I was working, and I wish. I'm just like... But, but they're going to do a L.A. They're going to do an oh, L.A. Good. screening. Because, you know, Lee, back in the day, he put his name on Monster's Ball. That was his, mm-hmm. that sort of elevated, I don't think people knew him at all much before producing Monster's Ball. Hmm. Have you auditioned for Empire or Leah Daniels Butler, no. his sister, for anything? Or? You know what? It's like, I get great auditions, so I'm always grateful for what I get. And But then there's a whole other category of auditions that I'm like, just let me. But that gives give you a me whole a thing to work to. I, it does. It does. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm finding this zone of acting that I know how to nail. Mm-hmm. There's like, I'm finding my voice as an actor, how yeah. to walk in and feel things the right way and I see characters where I'm like oh I know I would have what I would have did right you know and I see choices I would have made but the opportunities just have to open so it's do you, you do a lot yourself. of self tapes also I do a few yeah. yeah I do I do self tapes but I don't mind the room no the room I always say the room is great especially if they don't know you especially if you're getting to know a casting director too right I like self tapes but then what we're what we miss in self tapes is we don't get that uh f- tweaking in the room like the yeah the caster knows right. what the producers are looking They'll, for right so it's a kind of you're just giving your rendition i try to do a couple of takes but then even then that doesn't mean you're hitting what they want you just really have to it's always a home run in this business yeah. even your audition tape it just has to be a home run that day where they're like whoa because okay. they'll bring you back and then they'll bring you in and then they'll tweak you up yeah. if they're like okay I, we see potential of this yeah. work if they keep I always tell actors, when they keep bringing you back in the same office, trust me, they wouldn't bring you back if you sucked. Yeah, I got They a, don't I do that. A, I got a couple offices that really bring me in for stuff a lot, and the role hasn't come yet, right. but I'm, I'm, I want to believe you. It, it, I want to no, believe it's true. you that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they will. these rooms yeah, are going to yeah. happen. It takes time. It right. takes time. And you look so young, you're going to be playing... Young for a long time. Well, I hope so. <clears throat> I hope I, yeah. I yeah. am young. You are young, but I mean, you know. You, <laughs> no, yeah. I get you. So right. what's happening on the comedy scene now? Are you performing somewhere now? Got yeah. gigs coming up? I'm touring a bunch. I have, you know, I'm playing New Jersey coming up uh, next month. DC's coming up. Um, tonight, I'm, uh, well, <laughs> what's tonight? It's Saturday. What's, is, okay. What's the date? No, I'm asking because I don't always know you when know things... What city. You know no, where you are? You're not even LA. that. I don't know when you guys uh, release it. Oh, yeah. Well, it just it streams for you know okay. on iTunes and everything. So. Okay, great. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So I'll be at the Comedy and Magic Club. I'm going to do two shows there in Hermosa Beach. Oh, that's a great club, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's such yeah. a comfortable club. Yeah. It's so great, you know. Have you done... Did you do a comedy store? I do. I was there last Thursday... You knew Mitzi? Did you know Mitzi, or had she? No. Was that old school? She had already not so much. We just didn't cross paths yeah. like that. I think I, there was, you know, I was involved in the comedy store, but I just didn't right. cross paths like that. So right. yeah. or Polly Shore, right? I've worked Paul. with Polly. Right? Yeah, right. He's an interesting guy. Um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, he's yeah. an interesting guy. So tell us about my side of the story. Oh Pretty right, special. so. Speaking of comedy, yeah, on the front page of my website, you can find it now. Um, I I released a one-hour comedy special. It's a DVD. Well, it's a video. And... 
the reason I released it is because, you know, I've been doing stand-up so long, so I'm sitting on so many stacks of just jokes. And it's like, if you don't do anything with it, there's jokes that you just kind of just fall beneath the wings and you never do anything. So I just wanted to catalog my comedy in a way, you know? And um, it's a seven-shot production over two shows, and I'm really proud of it. Good it's um, very personal, you know, it has some jokes in there, and um, yeah, people, the reviews are great, and you just move on. And now I'm like, okay, what's next? Good. Every, everyone can check it out. So on they can your, check it out on, on MikeWinfield.com. Right, right on the front. Um, it's a stream or download. And yeah, it's, it's just, man, it's just what I do. That's like the most personal, personal. thing I do in all of art, because this is what I started with. So meanwhile, I'm branching out to, you know, hosting things or right. or acting. But stand-up is kind of my heart, you know? I'm always envious because, you know, no matter what's happening on the acting side, you've always got your comedy. You're, you can just go and perform. Right. You're not waiting by the—you don't have to wait by the phone for someone to give you permission. You know what? And I thought about that a lot last night. So I'm at the Emmys, daytime Emmys, and people are really emotional on their loss— like, we really, really saw people very defeated. <laughs> I saw tears and sad Come faces. On, yeah, they were really hurt people that didn't win. And I'm oh. like, wow. And I'm wondering, why am I not that hurt that right. I lost? Because I was really proud of my performance. I felt like it had the chance. It spoke for itself. You know, and I didn't win. And I'm like, hey, you know, we find another way. We keep going and I do something else. But... Is it because I always have stand-up right. to go back to? I whereas so. many actors are like, this is, this it. is it. You know, nothing happens it. here. Well, especially in the soap world. They just get kind of pigeonholed and stuck in that world, yeah. I think. Yeah, you know? right. So uh, I didn't, uh, that's all, I tried to evaluate. I think you have the right And be attitude. empathetic to people's pain. Like, mm-hmm. let me understand where they're coming from, because they were really hurt. Yeah, because they don't, if they don't have well, a job next it's week. also, it's a dying genre as well, so... Daytime, just well, yeah. They may not have a job, you know, in six months. Right. That's the thing. Like you're saying, you can, you know, you're going to be performing tonight. So mm-hmm. they hate me then, probably, <laughs> <laughs> because you're black. <laughs> I knew well, it. Speak, speak I knew it. Comedy. What is the um, what is the feeling in the comedy world with the Cosby conviction? Oh man, oh. you know. People are no longer, you know, defending them. Like, in early on, people were like, okay, you know, maybe this is a conspiracy. Maybe this. It's when it was like, first it was three. Yeah, then it was ten. Four hundred. Yeah, and then the number just kept jumping. Well, we had one of his accusers on about six months ago. Wow. She she was a playmate, and she was pretty candid. And it's pretty hard when you're hearing. It's like reading Beverly Johnson's story. I think it was Vanity Mm -hmm. Fair. when she wrote... I mean, it was a very detailed account. It's kind of hard to not believe them, I guess, right? You know, Wendy Williams the other day was saying back in the early 90s when she was at one of the radio stations, she she brokered the the story. She brought it up and... Mm Cosby called the state commanders. He was like, shut that bitch up. If you, you know, blah, oh, yeah. blah, blah. And they called her in the office and were like, look, you don't fuck with Cosby. Mm-hmm. And so she was on her show. I love Wendy. She was on her show. You'd be really good with her. She was on the show going basically, you know, and look where I'm at now, Mr. Cosby. Right. Yeah. But so my point is people had tried to bring it up 
mm-hmm. many, many years ago and talk about it, and nobody was ha- having it. It was the, the standing with Weinstein. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just but in the in the African American community, of course, you know he, the Cosby Show was like mm-hmm. uh, oh, it was huge, huge. You know, he was such a role model. One thing is the power of money. You know, money yeah. makes you say, shut up, shut these people up, because, you know, it's going to cost a lot of people of jobs if this thing gets out yeah. of hand, you know. Yeah. Um, and but, with his with his story, <laughs> it, it probably wouldn't have resurfaced if he wouldn't have been on a comeback. Right? Cause he he was, was on that comeback with, you know, we with have the new people show working or, yeah. with him. And he was starting mm-hmm. that. Uh, he had a tour and he had a new sitcom coming up. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was um, Burris, who's the comedian? Yeah, Hannibal uh, Burris, right. Yeah. The, the, but thank God for social media and mm-hmm. cell phones because it, someone was, you know, videotaping Recording. that performance. Right. Do you know him at all? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. You know, this is not to veer away, but I think people have a problem separating Bill Cosby the dad versus mm-hmm. Bill Cosby the the man predator behind mm-hmm. the scenes who lived a very exciting life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's tough to separate those two, right. but you know, I think he should be credited for all the amazing things he did as an artist right. and things he did for, you know, communities and colleges and huge things but he should also serve consequences for you yeah. know I mean, things that were out of line he's probably gonna die in prison right I mean he's what 90 years old now he's 80 he's 80 I know he's, well suddenly I, I love how he's only 80 but like three years ago he start, He suddenly had one eye was gone he had the cane it's like he turned oh, he it, come, you think he turned it on like Bill oh, come he on, jumped yeah. up and like walked normal out of the did you hear him come scream on. out in the courtroom he screamed yeah, out he in third out. person about himself when he said he doesn't have a plane you asshole <laughs> oh wow because they were he's saying he, the they thought he was a flight risk because he owned a plane and out of nowhere he goes he doesn't own a plane you asshole maybe that's what I just talked about maybe that was the Bill Cosby it's almost like he's talking, talking to his other Person. Right. Yeah. Maybe that was, was very telling. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a plane. Right. You know. Like he's detached himself. Like I, I think. Yeah. I he's think detached so. himself. It's very OJ. You know. I don't believe though that high celebrities. Uh, OJ, if I did it, you mean? Is that what you yeah. Mean? Oh, insane. Right. Yeah. But does a guy like Bill Cosby really serve time? Does he really enter the prison doors? Like he's he not he's not little years. he's not little Wayne or Meek Mill. This is Bill Cosby. Will he enter a prison and serve? Yeah. I don't believe it until I see it. And I'm it's kind nothing of thinking I'm, he will this time. The, I, now, oh, mainly will. because of if it if all this other Weinstein me too because of where we're at right yeah. now. Culturally, I think right. 2 years ago Maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. he would have gotten house arrest or whatever. I think because of everything mm-hmm. with the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough on that judge not to. Um, Plus, it was a retrial. They they were. This after was him. a retrial. This is I mean, the was, so. There's no appeal. Then is well, that what is, it is? They are going to I appeal, hear- and the the bad part is he was allowed to leave. I mean, you and I or anybody else with, hey, with three convictions on sex. A felonies, three felonies, we'd be locked up that night. Mm-hmm. But now that they let him out, sometimes you get to stay out during a, during the appeal. Hmm. So that might have been their strategy. But he's under house arrest. I think he has a yeah. Well, I mean, monitor. house. He's in a mansion. Mansion arrest. <laughs> so Wendy Williams says he should be put in like she doesn't think he should go to jail, but he needs to be put in like a bare studio apartment. You know, 
she said, give him his bread and water. Like they <laughs> in other words, create a prison like thing in a Oh no, in wow, apartment. that's great. No, Just terrible circumstances. Yeah. He should serve his time like any other sex, con- sex yeah. offender. But you're but um, Mike um, is, amongst just you mean just amongst just regular well, people? He's gonna though? be he's gonna be in some sort of isolation. Yeah. With pudding, but so, isolation. So Trump, not fun. When Trump goes to prison, come on. Like, so should they have a celebrity prison and they just all? Well, they do. Are you know, I I represented Martha Stewart till she went to prison. And, yeah, um, she went to. They call it summer camp. She went to Danville, didn't she? <laughs> Did that uh, in upstate New York, but it yeah. was more like a camp. You know. Yeah, but but I mean, hers wasn't assaulting women and so, I mean this. You no, know, hers is tra- white collar. Her yeah. was insider trading. I mean, he but. should. He'd be in a federal prison for sure. I mean, so with I all the know. other sex sex offenders, but he will. <laughs> but there is a lot of people who still love him, so I'm sure he yeah, will be he protected actually, in prison. He actually got on a stage like in the last calendar year and mm-hmm. performed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so he was trying to like do something for his image, but there's no repair. <laughs> well, he that. was doing that. Remember when he, they announced he was doing that tour? Um, uh, he was touring like after. After some of these stuff came out, remember? And, and it was after the first mistrial. Yeah. He was going to do an awareness tour across the country, and then they they killed that idea. It was something about se- sexual assault awareness or something. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Melania Trump, with her platform is anti-bullying, right. and she's married to a bully. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think the thing about Cosby, which should, be, should have been telling, is when years ago he started telling young black men, pull your pants up and... You know, he was so critical of the rappers and mm-hmm. so sanctimonious. It's sometimes when people get that sanctimonious, it's like, what are you, what are you hiding here? Why are mm-hmm. you so? His horse was too high. Yeah, but you got to remember. Was it? I mean, think about decades of you know allegations. Mm-hmm. So many people were covering up what he was doing. Oh yeah, and there comes a point where those people have to be held accountable. As I agree. Well. All the attorneys, all the mm-hmm. the agents, the big people who were p- the paid network, to go find the women. Executives that like your it. part in pimp. You know, <laughs> right. they go they go and seek out the mm-hmm. stuff. So it's 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 it it, t- it took a village for sure. Yeah. He didn't do it by himself. But just like Weinstein. I mean Weinstein I mean I, I mean, he had Mossad agents working for him. I yeah. mean, it takes a yeah. lot to live that, that life of crime for so many years. Yeah. But Mike makes a good point. You know, it's interesting that it's just, it's hard to even imagine. In the that. literal sense of unbelievable. You yeah. know how we throw that word around. Mm-hmm. Me seeing Cosby walk into prison feels mm-hmm. unbelievable. And I can't yeah. until I see it. One of the victims keeps saying she wants to hear the clank clank. <laughs> they want to see him, you know, with the cuffs, with the handcuffs, with the yeah. cuffs on. Yeah. So I don't. I don't well, know. Well, it's interesting. interesting. One of his publicists was on one of the talk shows and likened him his situation to Emmett Till, which. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. It was just That's a bad analogy. lynching. Oh. That was like, come on, Bill. They were saying, yeah, basically, you, like, he was. Being you don't know anything about Emmett. But you Till. know what? You know, one of our clients worked on the Cosby Show, a female, and she said that, you know, when she was over on the show that. All the females were warned. All the guest stars coming on just don't get in a room alone with them. Wow! Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know. So it was kind of it was kind of like a wine scene within the industry. You know, women look out for each other and just had their warnings. And but you know, you had some like um, Beverly Johnson and others who just didn't get those warnings and. Or this Lily Bernard that's been so outspoken. I guess she yeah. reoccurred on there. She's yeah. <clears throat> but she talked. He raped her like three times. Well. Alleged. 
I mean, I, I had some makeup ladies tell me they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, I worked with him years ago. He's a nasty guy." Time out. You said, but raped three times. Yeah, I'm like, thinking that's. I mean, that's interesting too. I mean, that's almost a, a, a drug drugged three times. Three times. But like, how? Why do you okay. keep going back? But we won't. Yeah, that's that's a that's know? a subject. That's a conversation. Yeah. You know, several like, several conversation <laughs> in L. A. Some of, some of the women, I agree. They they talk about, you know. It happened the first time, and then by the third time, and you, you kind of go, well, by the second, why was it a second time? Well, you right. can't discredit. No, no, I'm not discrediting, but, you know, you just wonder what, yeah. why were they there the second time? I think there's no way there's to excuse. I mean, he, you know, yeah. he, they're being threatened. A lot of the times they're being threatened. Look at what Weinstein was doing to his victims. And then they don't well. remember sometimes. They can't mm. remember... Because he drugged them. And there's Something a, lot of, shame, there's a lot of shame in it, too. Yeah. When they, you know, you're right, when they wake up. And, yeah. But you remember his his very early um, set where he's talking about... He talks about in one of dr- his comedy albums. In stand-up? Album, yeah. In one of his uh, old comedy albums, you know, the 78s yeah. or whatever. He talks he, about uh, drugging yeah, women he has and taking thing, advantage They of played it the other day on CNN. It's funny. I mean, it's not funny now. I mean, at the <laughs> Is time. Is it called like the Dragonfly or something? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's like... Right, I've heard of that. Right. Yeah, so that was a little so bit of a precursor. he was kind of making a joke of it way back but then. That's when you really feel above... The world yeah. when I you wonder, can just put though, it out. I mean, this is no way because I'm. I don't like. I never thought he's funny. So that's <laughs> beside. I, I just wasn't. I didn't get him. So mm-hmm. I don't like him anyway. But I wonder if he at at that time in the seventies when everybody was doing the mm-hmm. the acid and the drugs or whatever. Do, do you get to a point where he really didn't think he was doing anything wrong? Like for every for every woman that maybe complained about it. There had to have been some that did not complain. But because they didn't say anything? No, in his mind. I'm trying to get into his mind. Like, is Uh he thinking, well, Jenny liked it, so I can, you know, Barbara didn't, but these other two, you know. We do hear that Quaaludes was a thing then. That's right. And that was a drug of choice, and many people were taking (laughs) Quaaludes. No, but you're slipping it into somebody's (laughs) drink, and they're not aware of it, and then you're fucking them. I mean, come on. Well, I think what it is is some of the people, he would say, here, just take this little, this is going to help you to relax. Have an aspirin, and then they're This is going to help you to (laughs) relax. But it's never an aspirin. No, yeah. it's not a Benadryl. <laughs> it's not for your allergy. Wow. Yeah, right. but right. I don't know. And it's just it's it's I'm. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens on the appeal. But he's done for anyway. Is he I somebody mean, that you looked up to as a rising comedian? I, mean, I love the Cosby Show. You know, it's not until like the last five years I, mm-hmm. I explored his stand-up. Okay. And you know, when you go back and look at one of his stand-ups, you know, it's, it's he has some funny jokes. You know, mm-hmm. he had this Dennis joke that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, very graphic, very acted out. And it was a great performance, you know. And well, who are some of your the comedians that you look up to? Man, so you mentioned it, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, you Martin like a Chris, Lawrence. Do you ever like a Chris Rock? I love, loved Chris Rock, yeah. you know. Um, it's a ton of guys I could name. There's guys like Cat Williams. There's, who, there's by Mitch, the way, Mitch Hedberg. Told I look like. <laughs> I see it. I see it a little. I do. <laughs> what? Several times. He said I look like Cat Williams. That's great. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. He's... Yeah, man. What happened to Cat? He had some... Nothing Rough happened times. to him. He's still you know, touring. He just, he just dropped a special on Netflix. on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Here's one more coming. He has another coming. Yeah. Okay, because I don't, you know. Talented. I mean, yeah. there's a few guys. Kevin man. Hart kind of took over, so. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> do you like Kevin's? Stuff? No, Kevin's great, man. Yeah. I, I like guys though that find their own lane entirely like carrot top you know <laughs> absolutely like no one can is that who that was on the yeah, right there he's my number out. one role model that guy is why I started stand up <laughs> yeah, yeah you know but hey he's laughing all over the I'm, good, I'm not please not no judgment. On Somebody doesn't pay for all that makeup. Hey man, we faceless. can we can joke at Carrot Top all we want, but if you ever see one of his performances, you'd laugh, you'd enjoy it. It's just kind of like the thing to joke about. It's yeah. the guy to like bash a little bit. But if you ever watch a Carrot Top, it used to be Dane Cook. <laughs> Everyone laughed about him because he came out of YouTube, remember, and exploded. Now, does anyone remember Dane Cook now? Yeah, yeah. He was on top of the world for. Oh minute. God! He had movie after movie after stuff. It's funny how you you see certain people; they have their their moment, mm-hmm. they have their chance. Hey, but how long do moments really last on average? Like <laughs> everyone's not Drake and doing it for ten years straight. Fifteen seconds, you know. Fifteen minutes. But it's really <laughs> well. Some I, guys get a strong two, three years, and then you know. But I think it's interesting. Like you, you've been doing it, and you've been paying your dues. Someone like a Dane Cook who just. YouTube MySpace, exploded. Boom. MySpace. Yeah, right. And he mm. wasn't but prepared for it, you it, know. There's overexposure. To look like Melissa McCarthy, I I would be very happy if I never saw another movie with her. Wow. Like, I think, well, no, I mean, come on. She's I in like 10 movies a year. <laughs> she's in like 10 movies a year. I just think it's too much. Yeah. She's the same person in every movie. Right. I think that she's not going to have a career in a year or two because people are going to be sick of her. So I think it's just about knowing when to step back out of the spotlight. Or do something different. That's you know, what I think. Doing something different. Show people a different mm-hmm. side. You know, I you think know. when characters like a Jim Carrey, they slip into a dramatic role and you're like, you see him different mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. They'll be great. Like Melissa played a really dramatic, heavy part. I don't think oh, she can. No pun intended. Mm. She's lost weight, though. She's. I always think she's really pretty. I was having this conversation about Jennifer Aniston yesterday. I was like, is she really mm. that good? No. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. And you know, it's funny she, because we when all she did play that movie, the same thing, I guess. Uh, but cake two years ago. Yeah. They were doing like an Oscar. They, you know, they took buzz. her makeup off and. But you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not begrudging any of them, but it's like. Wow, how much? That's more? all it takes. How Just talented? No makeup, Mike. You want to know? How. <laughs> yeah, no eyelash. You need to take that makeup off. Oh, okay. That's Scale what... it down for the next thing. I was thinking that. Well, <laughs> actually, no, on the talent aspect, there's actors that you've heard about for years, and mm-hmm. and then you're like, are they really that good? And it would. I would just throw out a guy like Ryan Gosling, right? Mm-hmm. He's good. And then you find a movie on Netflix, and you're like, this dude is a great actor. A, f- a film know? that no one saw. Yes. Sometimes, and it's like that. There's certain yeah. films that really never you feel like get what they deserve yeah. as far as the exposure, but you're like, you see the talent, and you're like, okay, yeah, this guy. Yeah, it's there's you know there's the work we do, and then there's the celebrity part of it. And I try, I always say to people, I try not to. I want to judge the person when I meet them or when I work with them. You hear all the stuff going in, and then that way you're not surprised if they're an asshole to you, but you might be pleasantly surprised <clears throat> if they're nice and you have a good interaction with them. So because you know we hear stuff about actors until we meet them. Right, it's, it can be different. So, what is your your dream role, like in a in a perfect world? I just want to play a regular everyday character dude that has mm-hmm. so many layers of like serious, like this some story that's very serious. Then he's funny, mm-hmm. like a real person. 
You know, so I don't know if you can categorize it as a comedy. You know, right. maybe it's just a, you know, like certain movies you see and it has every element in it. Because I think I'm that guy and I think I can play that, you know. And, it, you know, like sometimes you'll see a Will Smith character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are serious times and then there's goofy times. And I think that's a very complex character that I a Jamie Foxx. You know, Jamie has shown that he can do... Oh, absolutely. How, is there any uh, real-life person that you'd love to play, like a, a historical figure or somebody, uh, you know? Man, you know, I think I'm going to get offered a Jimi Hendrix role. That's, okay. Since <laughs> you've been sitting here, I've been thinking, who the fuck does he look like? <laughs> That's who it is. It's it's Jimi Hendrix. And, man, when I read up on his history and his past and the lifestyle of him, yo, he... we We're going to put that out there well, you know, right they're, now. They're working on a biopic right now. I think, yeah, someone's working on it. It might be like Andre 3000 or okay. someone who's already has the role. And, you know, they do a ton of these. You never know. They might do yeah. another one. But Let's he's put that very out intriguing. Mm-hmm. And if you see his backstory and if you see mm-hmm. the amount of hours he put in to be mm-hmm. great and phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. I think Lenny Kravitz for a while was trying to do one also. But, you know, he yeah. did, he's only done a little bit of acting or whatever. Okay, we got it. That's... We're going to put that in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey Winfield. Let's line Jimmy that Hendricks. up. I could pull it <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Pull it off. But you know what? I wouldn't attempt it if I couldn't. Like, right. if, if I don't, if I'm not able to put in the time, I don't want the role. Right. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, not do it justice. It's like, why waste all that time? It was like the Richard Pryor. They've been trying to do, oh, wasn't Omar Epps going to play it? No, no. Or, or, Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Oh. Right. <laughs> Omar Epps oh, was in traffic. That's yeah, right. right. Mike Epps. Did they ever do it? Or No, I heard that. It was a recent right? post that I heard. I felt like from Mike Epps, he says, I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh, all. okay. So, it was But that changes every day. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, my God. The time. Where did the time go? Where did the time go? Wow. Well, listen, wow. buddy. Everyone, we've been here with the amazing Mikey Winfield. So Thank you. Check out Thank his you. website. Follow Mike his Winfield. tour dates, MikeWinfield.com. Check him out. Absolutely. Follow him. Thank you. I, I know big things are coming for you. Oh, You're thank a really you. great guy. You have what they call the it factor. Oh, man, I love in the it. Room. I love it. And it's real and it's genuine. Good so, deal. daytime Emmy nominee. Yes. Many, many nominations to come. Uh, he'll be back on Conversations in LA coming up for this next season. And Pimp yes. with Kiki Palmer. Yeah, Pimp is uh, Pimp playing uh, Kiki's. Uh, Sidekick, yes. helping her with her lesbian uh, hooker ring. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the comedy ensues. Anyway, everyone, thanks so much for joining us. Dominic Friesen, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace out. Right. Bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.